Welcome to this edition of the Fitbit, brought to you by Phase One Fitness and me, your host, Jerry Bacall. This season, we'll be switching gears and concentrating on putting your gains into overdrive. Much like Season 1, we will be reminding you of the importance of the mind in training, as this is one of the foundational concepts of this program. As we move into the training techniques of Mike Mensler and the heavy-duty training process, it's important that we establish some of the basics to ensure your success. All of Mike's principles are high-intensity, based on strict form, as the way to maximize results without increasing the potential for injury. For some, form can be subjective, but for me it's not. Body mechanics, muscle movement, and specific joint movement make it subjective only if you lack knowledge in those three things. The mirrors in a gym are there for a reason other than being able to take selfies of your ass. They're there to ensure proper form, which in turn will help avoid injury, which will lead to more results. A training partner is optimal for this, but oftentimes not available. So it becomes just you keeping an eye on you. Speaking of form, it has its main structure, but also its nuances. The main structure will keep you on track with gains and decreased risk of injury, while the nuances can help maximize every ounce of effort put forward. We'll discuss both as we move through the process. And for others, intensity can even be more subjective. I see people in the gym working all the time thinking that they have reached an intensity level consistent with major growth. Just observing, I can tell they're not even close to an intensity level required for a heavy-duty workout. But back to that in a minute. Okay, back to form. What is good form and how do you know when you're practicing it? So just what are the basics of good form? Well, before we get into the basics, let's first take a look at some of form's main detractors. Number one, momentum. When I watch someone doing, let's say, a bicep curl, they are initiating the movement with so much body swing that yes, there may be some bicep work going on, I'll bite very little if any, but the swing and the ensuing momentum can be so great that it seems like it takes three reps just to slow down and stop. Momentum builds nothing but ego which doesn't fill out a shirt. Two, range of motion. Now I know you've all seen this in the gym and I'm hoping only a limited number of those listening actually make this same mistake. As the weight increases, the range of motion decreases. Let's say someone starts their chest routine with a free weight bench press. They put 135 pounds on the bar for what they consider a warm-up weight, but is it really? Form on that set looks pretty good. Hands at shoulder width are slightly wider. Weight comes down to touch the chest in, a neg- in the negative motion and fully extended on the positive. Feeling good, they throw a couple of quarters on the bar and do their second set at 185 pounds. Lo and behold, what do we do observe? The bar is no longer touching the chest on the negative movement with a slight decrease in control and not quite the full extension on the positive. So rather than maintain that weight and work until it matches the form at 135 pounds, they pile even more weight on. Sure enough, the bar now only comes down halfway to the chest with a lot of movement of the body with the back and buttocks off the bench. Now the weight is actually moving only 40 to 60% of what it moved in the original warm-up set. And three, negative motion concentration. 
Not everyone is aware that you're approximately 60% stronger in the negative or eccentric movement of an exercise than in the positive or concentric movement. The negative movement is the part that brings the muscle out of contraction, so it's easy to see how important it is to the overall development of the muscle being worked. It's much harder to pull a muscle out of contraction than it is to put a muscle into contraction, making it the stronger of the two movements. This can be best demonstrated when the muscle is brought to positive failure, but with assistance through the positive motion, the muscle still displays considerable strength in the negative movement. In most exercises, gravity is the force driving the negative movement, so working against gravity is the goal. While those are the main detractors of good form, and making sure those are eliminated are the stepping stones to maximizing gains. And now that we've discussed the detractors of good form, let's take a look at what good form actually is. Universal good form is slow and controlled movements that work through the full range of the muscle. Slow and controlled is usually understood to mean two to four seconds during the positive movement and four seconds during the negative movement. Full range is generally described as the range of motion from full stretch to full contraction. There are, however, some instances in bodybuilding that supersede the above when specifically working on the peak of the muscle for the purpose of on-stage display. One of the biggest mistakes that I see in the gym are people doing peak exercises without having the bulk of the muscle to add the peak to, leading to a waste of time and energy. The second aspect of Messner's heavy-duty training is high-intensity. So just what is high intensity and how do you know when you're practicing it? When I take on a student, it's only on a rare occasion that the student has experienced the kind of intensity that we're talking about. On the heavy duty system, duration is short, intensity is high, rest is minimal to avoid loss of blood flow, form is strict, and gains are massive. You know you're in a high intensity workout when you seem to be constantly trying to catch your breath and your body is kept in a physically exhaustive state. Whether you're utilizing double exercise giant sets, step-down sets, accentuated negative, or a combo of the above, the intensity keeps you at a level where hypertrophy has to be the end result given the stress put on the body. Menstner was a master at both teaching and practicing high intensity. If your goal is the greatest amount of hypertrophy over the shortest amount of time, then stay tuned as we work through the heavy-duty experience. So just what does Mensner expect you to get out of his heavy-duty training system? Mensner bases dramatic results on proper form and intensity. As previously discussed, his definition of that was very slow and controlled movement with maximum weight while still allowing for movement through the full range of motion, to full positive muscle failure, and then concentrating on the negative movement to the point of accentuating it once that positive failure is achieved. Again, a training partner would be needed to experience maximum results. Menser also liked to overload the muscle by performing giant sets. For reference, old school training defines giant sets as those that contain multiple exercises done back to back for the same muscle group. Sometimes in the gym, I hear the same described as supersets. In old school language, supersets refer to consecutive exercises performed in succession 
but utilizing muscles that are antagonistic, meaning opposite in the way that while one muscle is contracting, the other has to stretch. For example, chest and back, bicep and tricep, quadricep and hamstring are all examples of antagonistic muscle groups. With the Menstner heavy-duty training method incorporating high-intensity, along with lower rep ranges and heavier weights, rest pauses, drop sets, and pre-fatigue methods, muscles are taken to complete failure, tapping into a level of intensity as a key to unlocking maximum strength and size gains. In our next segment, we'll discuss in further detail the heavy-duty workout that will hopefully give you greater insight as to the intensity required for momentary muscle failure and the massive gains derived therein. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fitbit brought to you by Phase 1 Fitness. Join us again when we'll be digging deeper into Metzner's training and diet. Until then, I'm Jerry Bacall, wishing you success and above all, please stay safe and healthy.